right. Welcome to Home Health Contract Show. We are live, by the way, guys. It's October 12, 2020. This is your host, Bert Devera, physical therapist since 1998. Again, I'd like to welcome you to the Home Health Contract Show. So this is live right now here at the uh, Alternative Healthcare Career Channel. We're also live in our YouTube channel. So if you're joining us, I want to say welcome, 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 and feel free to Send us your questions, any questions under the sun about home health contracting. If you're a PT, PTA, OT, OTA, or speech language pathologist, and you're looking into home health contracting, and you don't know where to start, you don't know what to do, this is the show for you. Again, this is your host, Bert Devera. Welcome to Home Health Contract Show. All right. So tonight, I have a uh, very special guest for you guys. I have an occupational therapist who um, took my course and started her own home health contracting business in California. And I will be interviewing her tonight. We're going to share her story tonight. So this goes to show that home health contracting is not just for physical therapists. It's, it's not just for PTAs, but it also applies for OTs, OTAs, and SLP, SLP, SLPs, okay? Speech language pathologists. So, Without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you our guest for tonight. She is an occupational therapist in Southern California, started her own business after working as an employee. Guys, I'd like to welcome Rochelle Paz here at the Home Health Contract Show. Hey, Rochelle. Hi, Bert. There you go. Can How are you? Me okay? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Can you hear Perfect. me? Perfect. I can hear you as well. I'm doing oh. well. Hello. All right. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm so happy that you uh, agreed to be interviewed here at the Home Health Contract Show because I'm pretty sure a lot of our colleagues want to hear your story. Yeah, okay? it's my pleasure. Awesome. Especially now that a lot of our colleagues are getting laid off, getting furloughed. I think this is a great time to hear the stories of those colleagues like you who decided to step away from being an employee and starting their own businesses, right? So um, before we share your journey into starting your own business, I'd like for you to somehow share with us your story, your background. Who is Rochelle Paz? Okay, sure. Well, um, hello, everyone. Good evening. I'm very honored to be here on the show with Bert. Um, my name is Rochelle. I'm here from Southern California uh, near Disneyland. I was born here, raised here, grew up here. And lived here today with a 95 degree weather in October, <laughs> but um, that's how it is. So um, I grew up in a family with uh, mostly medical professionals and I was in a Filipino family. And so there's a lot of nurses and I love all the nurses that I work with. But growing up, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to be very unique. So um, in high school, I uh, stumbled upon occupational therapy and I said, oh, occupational therapy, this seems really unique. And I believe it's super unique today, right? We have to do a lot of advocacy because a lot of people um, don't really know what occupational therapy is. Um, but I went into occupational therapy. I got my master's degree at Cal California State Dominguez Hills two years ago. And then I went straight into home health. Um, I know that sometimes that's not advice to go straight into home health because you're on your, on your own and things like that. But for me, I loved it. I love the independence. Um, I really loved the flexibility. Um, I'm actually a musician. I play at church um, piano and I teach piano lessons and I, I do a lot of piano gigs. So to me, it was really important that I had time and flexibility to be able to attend to those gigs. So I knew in home health, um, I could be flexible with my patient's schedule. So um, I love home health, especially the fact that I could treat my patients at home, in the comfort at their, of their home. Uh, usually they're a lot more motivated to do therapy when, when they're in home. Um, and I started off with a lot of um, staffing companies. So uh, when I got in there, I said, wow, I love, I love what they're doing. I noticed there's always a shortage. Like I was seeing six to seven patients a day. And yet, um, you know, they would still be asking me to take on more patients. And so I knew there was something uh, there. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Rochelle, for sharing us your story. So um, just to kind of recap that, when did you graduate? I graduated in May of 2018 now. May of 2018. So yeah. you're, you've been an OT for more than two years now, 
Yes. Right. So, okay. So, um, and then you went straight to home health through staffing companies there in uh, Southern California, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. All right. So, and then at some point you found me and you kind of research how it is to start your own company, correct? Yes, correct. All right. So, but before that, I wanted to know what was the light bulb? What was that switch that made you somehow think about, you know what? I don't want to be an employee anymore. I want to have <laughs> my own. So what was that? What was that like? Yes. Well, um, I worked for like four different staffing companies. And um, I was, I was, as I was, you know, getting experience learning about the home health field, um, I started getting curious about the companies and, and how they were running things. And I noticed that a lot of the companies were um, therapy owned. So, you know, PTs, some OTs, some team of PTs or team of OTs. Um, and I was wondering, what are they doing that, um, you know, like, 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 how are they making money this way? So that, that's how I got curious. And I, I started to look into the model. Um, yeah, I just wanted a way to, to build more leverage. Um, I, and I was also getting in learning like things about passive income. I had just read the book, um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. So that really opened up my mind to, to um, getting into from the four quadrants, getting into the other quadrants. So I believe that was, that was when I was started to really start brainstorming and thinking about things. That's awesome. That's awesome. Guys, if you're listening right now, there are two books that are really, really important for you guys to read if you're thinking of going into business. And Rochelle mentioned a book that I personally also read. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's a very good book. It's a must read for someone who wants to be an entrepreneur. The other book is The Cashflow Quadrant. It's also a book by Robert Kiyosaki, which shows you what quadrant do you want to be? Because whether you like it or not, you're either in the employee quadrant, self-employed quadrant, business owner quadrant, or investor quadrant, okay? You just have to choose what quadrant you want to be, and then that's how you're going to take action, right? And most of us, most in the uh, physical therapy, OT, and speech therapy industry, we were trained to be in the E quadrant, which is an employee quadrant, right? So out of school, our goal is to, crap, I got to get my license and then find a job, right? So that, that was the mindset. Very seldom do they teach us in school to go out and start your own business. I, I don't remember my professors teaching me how to start a business. I don't. Do you, Rochelle? No. Not, Not at all, at right? All. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's why whenever we talk about business in the therapy world, it's almost like you're talking about um, what do you call this? Something that's alien, right? Something that's that's totally uh, different from what we're used to because we're just used to clocking in, seeing patients, clocking out, and then getting paid. That's it, right? So before I forget, how did you find me? Um, I found you through the um, AHC group, um, one of your okay. posts. I, th I think I, I think I like contacted Mike. And then I said, what is this Mike about? Chua. And then he referred me to you. That's yeah. right. That's right. I remember yes. that. It's through Mike Chua, through the Alternative uh, Career Group. It was, right. yeah, it was called ACG at that time, but now it's a um, alter Alternative Healthcare Group. Yes. Okay? yes. Great, great. So, um, so when you started your business and you decided this is what you want to do, what kind of, I guess, limiting beliefs did you have and how did you overcome that? <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest ones was I didn't really embrace myself as being an entrepreneur. I guess that was new for me. I just saw myself, no, I'm an OT, I'm a therapist. But I didn't really branch out into thinking, of, okay, no, you're going to become a business owner. You're going to be an entrepreneur. It's a totally different mindset. Um, there was that. And then another one for me was that um, – Oh, I'm I'm a fairly new therapist, right? Like I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, I'm kind of young. They, they might not respect me. Things like that. So those were some of the things that I was battling through. And I think I I uh, think thank God like you were my coach because I know that I was talking about these things with you and and how to tackle it. But uh, you know, when I look back now, it's funny because it's actually been a year 
now since I really I had my first patient and I just celebrated with my family when we, we went out to dinner last um, this past weekend. But when I look back now at those beliefs, it's like, wow, those were completely like self-imposed beliefs. And, you know, throughout all my interactions, nobody really told me that or, um, you know, treated me that way. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I'm sure you had that fear of it might not work, right? right? So what was going through your mind when you had that thought? You know what? This might not work. Because I remember talking to you and I can sense there was some hesitancy right there. Uh-huh, <laughs> it took a while. Uh-huh. It took a while for you to to uh, to decide. And um, I knew what you were going through because I went through the same thing when I started my business. Okay. There was like this fear of what if it might not work. Right. So uh, run us through that um, scenario. How did you overcome that? Yeah. Um, you know, it was... I'm trying to think back. Like I remember just being so overwhelmed with everything. Um, uh, like I said, a lot of doubt. I, I lacked some confidence whether I could follow through with it. Um, but I also thought like it would be worse if I if I didn't try it at all. I know that would mm. be my biggest regret. You know, if I just continued doing what I was doing, I'm working for these staffing companies, and you know, all this time I'm wondering what if I could actually be making money, you know, in other ways or the ways that these companies that I'm working for do. So that was the biggest driving factor. And, you know, I was like, I owe it to myself to at least give it a shot. And that way I could be in peace about it. You know, at least I could look back if for some reason it didn't work, I could say I gave it my hundred percent. And at least, you know, I didn't, I didn't miss out on just because of my fears. Wow. Whoa. That is, that is huge, Rochelle. Guys, if you're listening right now, I just want to recap or repeat what Rochelle said. I owe it to myself to give it a shot. How many of our colleagues are thinking that way? I'm pretty sure not many. But if you're listening right now and you have this thought behind your head, you know what? What if I start my own business? And I've been saying it doesn't have to be home health. Whatever it is, whatever you want to do as a therapist to use your knowledge as a PT or OT or SLP and be able to capitalize on that and create revenue. You owe it to yourself to give it a shot. One of my favorite quotes is from Michael Jordan. Okay. He said, I can accept failure, but I cannot accept not trying. Okay. So when he, when I was watching the last dance, it's a documentary about Chicago Bulls, Um, six championships, okay? Six championships. One of his regrets is not trying for the seventh time because after their championships in 1998, after winning that, their sixth championship, they were disbanded. The owners of Chicago Bulls wants to rebuild because of a lot of, um, you know, uh, issues with the amount of money they're going to pay the players. But what he said really struck me. He said, if they'd offer us one more chance, even to just sign up for one year, I would have loved to try it again. I wish we had a chance. So how many of our colleagues, I don't know how many of you are, are having this thought, what if, what if, what if, what if, okay? Guys, if you're having that thought of what if I started my business, what if I try this and try that? I say, give it a shot, Okay. Look at Rochelle. She started, you know, just a little over two years ago. Okay. Do not look down to yourself just because you're a a new grad or just because no one thinks you should be an entrepreneur, right? Rochelle, I want you to be honest with me. Were there any friends or relatives who told you, hey, don't start your own business because that's risky. Just stick to your job. Tell me. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, They would look me straight in the face and say, um, why are you taking that route that that's so risky? You know, that's you don't have benefits. You don't have, you know, vacation, sick time. It's not stable. um, You don't really know what you're doing yet. So I had a lot of that thrown at me for sure. What was what was your your reaction when they were saying that? 
it, it actually it fired me up. I said, just watch me. Uh-huh, <laughs> there you me. go. Just watch me. me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Watch me. So look, looking back now, it's been two years and you've had your business for about a year now, right? Yes. Yeah. Looking back, would you have done it again? Would oh, you do it again? In, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yes. That's awesome. Now, would you do it without somebody guiding you? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's going to be tough, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, on the Internet, you could get as much information as you want, you know, um, but you are, I I think time, you know, you cannot buy time and time is so precious now. Right. So, and also, you know, having some, someone who's been doing it for years, obviously, and, and the experience and being able to troubleshoot, you know, I can't keep typing my questions in Google, <laughs> you know, if I have problems with the agencies or something. Um, right. So having somebody there to guide you and the course saved me so much time because this is already something new that um, I would have been going into. Um, it, it saved me a lot of headache to have to do that extra step of trying to, to self-teach everything. That's awesome. You know, when I was starting back in 2003, I wish I had a coach, but no one coached me. I had to go through the fire of trial and error, you know, figuring out how to do this. And I went through, you know, not being able to collect. And I shared this out in the open. There was one agency who didn't pay me more than 22000 I only got $5,000 back after using a lawyer. That was a hard lesson for me. I wish somebody taught me how to avoid that. That was the, uh, I would say, the costliest tuition fee I had to pay in the real experience of doing business. But because of that, I was able to Tell myself, you know what? This is not going to happen again. I will not do business with someone who's not going to pay me again. And it never happened again. And the benefit of that is with me coaching you and mentoring you and other um, therapists, other colleagues in my program, I was able to teach you guys how to avoid that. Okay. Otherwise, you would have gone through the same thing. You would have gone through the same problem of not being able to spot an agency that doesn't pay you on time. So back then, I realized after experiencing that, not all customers, not all home health agencies are a good fit to work with you. You have to do your research. You have to find out if they're paying you or if they're going to pay you on time, if they are are, um, a great agency to work with, with the uh, grading of stars at the Medicare website, right? How many stars do they have and all that? So um, on that note, I wanted to ask you, Rochelle, did you have any problem with not getting paid? I did, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how did you handle that? Um, it took a while. Well, so they weren't paying me up front, even though I've been sending them all my invoices mm-hmm. uh, multiple times, month after month. Um it took me having to go to their office and hand them <laughs> via invoice personally. And also I got to talk to, I think she was the owner or the head person over there. And I said, you know, you haven't paid me yet. Um, I'm still waiting for it. So took some persistence. Luckily for me, um, I was able to get paid on it, but I did go. It was very late. I would say it was like six months later that I got paid okay. on it. Now, let me ask you, did you follow the two invoice litmus tests where if you have two invoices that are not paid, you're not supposed to take any more patients. Did you follow that? So that was my first invoice with them. And of course, after that, I've learned and I am not talking to them anymore. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) So so it falls under our two invoice litmus test, Mm -hmm. right? Right. If it was your first invoice, then you don't get any more patients after that if they're late on payment. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest lesson I've learned when I had this agency who didn't pay me on time, right? So, and I'm glad you applied it to your business because had you not applied that, you probably had more accounts receivables, right? Yeah. You probably had more, you know, um, 
non-paid invoices if you didn't stop after the first invoice. Yes. Okay, great. So um, before we go into a short break in about 10 minutes, I'd like for you to somehow share with us what's your struggle in, because this is the most common questions I get, okay? Hey, Bert, how am I going to get my staff? How am I going to get my crew? Okay, what's your struggle in that and how did you overcome it as far as building up your crew? Sure, that wasn't um, actually too much of a problem for me. I did a lot of online advertising through Indeed. Um, and then I also visited some outpatient clinics. I would bring some donuts, bring some of my flyers. You know, I'm looking for some PRN staff. That's how I got my first PT, actually, from an outpatient clinic. Um, and then mostly through Indeed. Um, also, some of the colleagues that I was working with already in home health. So, Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So run us through your um, current um organization right now how many therapists do you have and uh, how many on each discipline and uh, you know just just mm -hmm. tell us how 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 is it going okay. in that area sure i have um around 15 pts and ot's i have 15 one, wow yeah i have one slp but um she's she's on and off she's pretty busy so i have mostly pt ot um i have four pts um it's, it, I would say it's a good mix. So out of those 15, I would say I, I use six to seven regularly. And then um, okay. the others uh, when when it's in their location or here and there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and you have PTAs and CODAs as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Guys, if, if you want to know how this business works, we always give away a free four-video series. So that's four-video series that... Um, will explain to you how this business works. You can go to home health contract. Uh, again, uh, let me make sure Stacy puts it. The, there you go. That's the, uh, the uh, link right there. Rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua. So if you want to get those four videos there for free, just click the link and download those videos. And uh, if I remember, Rochelle, did you see those videos before you got in touch with me? I believe I did. Yeah. 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 They mm -hmm. explain to you how the business works, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, what about the challenges of using software? Mm. You, okay. Run us through that. Did you have any problem with your staff, you know, giving you some resistance and learning different softwares? You know, I would say it's a good mix. Um, I do have some staff that don't don't want to use some certain like like Devero, for example, they don't want to learn how to use Devero. Um, and so I just don't really give them patience from that agency or whoever uses uh, Devero. But I also have other staff who are who are very open to it. And then um, I've also I'm pretty good at adapting to different software. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've used probably six or seven different kinds of software. And what I'll do is I'll just make a little mini tutorial enough for anyone to just navigate through it. So it's mm -hmm. definitely been a plus, though. Um, it's been like a relief for the agencies that I contract with where it's like, mm -hmm. do you know how to use this? This CMR? I'm like, yeah, of course. And then they're like, oh, thank goodness. You know, so they don't have to bother with that. Awesome. Plus. Guys, if you're listening right now and, and your question to me or to Rochelle is, how do we make sure we know the software that we're using with each agency? And um, what if they have different softwares? I'd like to share with you right now that it is okay to learn different softwares, okay? If you have your staff complaining about, hey, why do we have to learn these different softwares? Why can't we just use one software? I'm telling you right now, most agencies will not try to um, learn a new software just to adapt with what you're using. It's the other way around. If you can adapt and use the home health agency's software, guess what? That's, that's awesome for them because now it's easier for them to assign patients to you. It's easier for them to communicate with you and they don't have to learn new software right? So, and that's why I was telling Rochelle and my other mentees, the more software you know, the more marketable you are. And like you said earlier, Rochelle, you know how many software? Seven? 
or six? Yeah, seven, six, uh, seven now, seven. Yeah. So do not get overwhelmed, guys. If you're listening right now, do not get overwhelmed on uh, the uh, idea or the topic of, golly, I have to learn six or seven software. Softwares. You don't, don't complain. I mean, how many subjects did we learn in PT or OT school? Did we just study anatomy and that's it? <laughs> <laughs> no, right? We studied a lot. Kinesiology, physiology, I mean, you name it. Okay. Studying this software is is not a problem. You just have to know where to click, right? Mm -hmm. Soap is soap, eval is eval. You just learn need to learn how to navigate. Okay. It's just like learning Facebook, learning Instagram, learning, you know, whatever social media you're into. Once you learn how to use it, and boom, that's it. Right? So do not be intimidated by having to learn different softwares from different agencies. That actually is one of the things that you can, you can offer as a USP, a unique selling proposition. Whenever you're working with someone and you tell them you're willing to learn their software, you know, that's, that's good to their ears, right? So, all right. So we are about to go into a short break. Guys, stay with us because after this short break, we're going to talk dollars and cents. We're going to talk about a real case study and we're going to break down, you know, where the money is. And again, I want to um, get you excited about this case study because, you know, like, uh, what is that movie? It says, show me the money. What is it? What is that movie? Jerry Maguire, right? <laughs> Jerry <laughs> Maguire, show me the money, right? So stay with us after this short break, and we will show you the money. All right, we'll see you in a bit. Truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. HelloNote reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once a note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process. Beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility, the software works on all platforms. You can access patient records from anywhere. We also offer 24-7 support. HelloNote is the practice management solution that you're looking for. All right, we are back. Guys, welcome back to the Home Health Contract Show here at the Alternative Healthcare Career Group. Also, we have a YouTube channel. If you're watching Alternative Healthcare Career YouTube channel, feel free to send us your questions, anything about home health contracting, or I guess about anything. If we can answer it, we'll try, right? 
So, okay, let's bring back Rochelle into the show and we will talk about money. Show me the money. All right. So we are about to share with you guys a case study, one of um, the referrals that Rochelle took in her business. And we're going to try we're going to try to break down the money side of it. Is that okay, Rochelle? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So tell us about uh, one of the referrals you got and what disciplines were involved and and then we'll go from there. Okay, so I had a stroke patient referral and it was for PTOT. Okay. So um, what do you, if you remember what day did you get the referral and how long did the agency expect you to do the evaluations? Um, typically they want it done within 48 hours, two days. Um, so I believe we might have gotten it on a Friday or yeah, on a Friday. And so then, uh, we were planning to do the evals on Monday. Okay. So you got it on mm -hmm. a Friday and you're planning to do the eval on a Monday. Mm -hmm. do, do these agencies sometimes expect you to see patients on weekends? Um, not not necessarily, especially if SOC has already been started, then there's a little bit of leeway on the weekends. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe because uh, in our case, the only time we, you know, we're asked to see patients on weekends is if it's an ortho, like right. total, total hip. Have you had those cases as well? Um, we have, we have, but mostly it's, I've had a lot of stroke patients. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So uh, run us through the numbers. Um so you did the, did you do the OT eval yourself or did you hire did. someone? Okay. Did you did myself. the OT eval mm -hmm. and obviously you hired a PT to do the eval, right? Yeah. So what was your frequency after your evaluation on this stroke patient? So for PT, it was three week four. Okay. And then for OT, it was, um, I believe seven visits. So two week three, one week one, something like that. Okay. So <laughs> there's... 12 visits on the PT side, and then there's uh, seven visits on the OT side, including your evaluation and your discharge, correct? Correct. Okay. So let's break down the numbers. On the PT side, you had 12 visits three times a week for four weeks, and obviously you hired a PT to do the evaluation and the discharge, correct? Mm -hmm. So the 10 visits in between, you delegated to a PTA. Correct. Right? Okay. And then... On your end, as an OT, with the seven visits, you did the OT evaluation and you did the discharge. So seven minus two, there's five visits for your OTA. Yes. Correct. Okay. So 10 visits from the PTA, five visits from the CODA. You have 15 visits total that were delegated to the assistants in total. Am I okay. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it okay if you share with us the margins? How much yeah. did you charge per visit to the company and how much did you pay your staff? So for follow-up visits, I charged the agency $85. $85, then, okay. Yes, and then for my staff, I give them $55. So it's okay. a $30 margin. So $30 profit mm -hmm. per visit. Now, this is for the PTA and the OTA, right? Yes. So since you did the uh, OT evaluation yourself and the discharge, that's at $85 flat fee, then you're looking at $170 for you. Yes. Correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, $170 for yourself since you're the OT. Now what about the PT supervisor who did the uh, evaluation and discharge? Did you pay that PT about $85 as well? Or? Yes. Well, actually, um, my eval rates are, are 95, and then so I I pay my uh, PTs 90, and then I charge okay. agency 95. Okay. Yeah. So $95 for evaluations, and you paid your PRN PT 90, so you made about 5 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. 5 bucks on the eval and 5 bucks on the discharge, so you only made 10 bucks on the PT, right? Mm -hmm. Now, for those who are listening to us right now, you might be saying, you're only making five bucks on the PT, you know, and you're probably saying that, why is that guys? It's because we want to make sure we're competitive with our rates when you're hiring PRN PTs and OTs. Okay. 
You don't want to lowball your PRN, PTs, and OTs. These are the supervisors doing evals for you because you, this business is not designed to make money off of PTs and OTs. This business model is designed to make money on the PTAs and CODAs. But at the same time, we don't want to lowball the PTAs and CODAs. We're giving them a very competitive rate as well because, you know, if, if they come to work for you and their rates are not good, then they're not going to last long. Right. But compared to the market analysis in your area, the rates of 55 for a PTA and, and CODA, I'm assuming that's very competitive, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So and since you're getting paid 85 and you're paying them 55, your profit margin is 30 bucks per PTA visit, per CODA visit. And we calculated 15 visits from the assistance total. So on 10 visits, you have a profit of $300. On the five visits on the OTA, you have a profit of um, $150, mm -hmm. right? So in that one referral, you made $450 profit. Am I right? Right. Plus your own visit as an OT, mm -hmm. which is $95 for eval, $95 for, for your discharge, so that's 190. 190 mm -hmm. plus 450 in one referral, you made what is that? $640. And I'm assuming the time it took you to do your eval plus your discharges take it more or less about an hour. Total. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So $640 for one hour of your time. Are you going to get paid $640 in the hospital? No. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not even enough patient, right? Right. So if you're going rate, for example, if you're working in a SNF or you're working in a hospital and your going rate is $50 an hour, which is actually high, right, for that setting, in order for you to make $600, that means you have to put in 12 hours, 12 hours of clocking in, doing the work in a hospital or a sniff setting in order for you to earn $600. You made $640 for one hour of your time. That is a no brainer. And this is why ladies and gentlemen, Rochelle is still doing this business. This is why I'm still doing this business since 2003, because of leverage. Leverage is the name of the game. In any business that you do, if you can leverage, you know, having other people work for you, then that's a great business. But if you don't have leverage and you're doing all the work, honestly, there's no leverage there. That's that's just a job, right? So if you're in any kind of business right now, it doesn't have to be home health contracting. Ask yourself, how can I leverage my business? How can I have other therapists or other people work for me so I can make a profit? And at the same time, I can provide jobs to those who are getting furloughed, to those who are getting laid off, and it it becomes a win-win situation. You agree, Rochelle? Absolutely. Yes. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing with us that case study. That right there is the main reason why we do this show. Okay? Because not a lot of therapists, our colleagues, PTOT, SLPs, they don't know. Not a lot of them know about this, this business model. And I don't mind sharing this business model because, you know, Somebody has to know that this exists and there's enough for, for everyone. I always emphasize the abundance mentality, okay? For there's enough for everyone and not to sound religious, you know, there's not only one pie where everybody has to grab their pie and then that's it. God can make another pie, right? There's 10,000 baby boomers every day, guys. There's... A lot of business for everyone, okay? If you think, oh, I can't do this because someone is already doing it, 
then why the heck did we go to PT or OT school if someone is already a PT and OT? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they're already doing PT and OT. Then why do you think we still have to go to school? Because we know that there's enough for everyone, right? Somebody needs our help, okay? The only difference in having a business is you're now working as a team where people are working for you, which is a good thing because there's nothing wrong with earning an honest buck. There's nothing wrong with making a profit if it's done honestly. And we do honest business, okay? Because we don't, we don't pick up patients if they don't need therapy, okay? And at the same time, we fight for patients who need therapy, okay? You got to fight for them. Otherwise, if they don't get what they're supposed to get, then you're not going to improve their quality of life, right? So, guys, if you're on the verge of wanting to start a business and you have this negative thought of, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't because there's not enough business for everyone, I keep saying this. How many pizza places do you see in your area? How many burger places do you see in your area? Not just one, right? There's In-N-Out, there's Jack in the Box, there's McDonald's, there's Whataburger, there's Wendy's. I mean, there's Burger King, you name it. If these businesses stopped on their track of starting their own business just because McDonald's is already there, then you won't have a choice. Same thing in the contracting world. Not every agency will contract with just one home health contract agency. You will find customers who want to work with Rochelle. You will find customers who want to work with Bert. There's only one Rochelle pass. There's only one Bert. And you can't please everyone, okay? Even in this coaching business that I have where I teach other colleagues, I can't please everyone. I can't accept everyone. Even if they have the, the means to be in my program, if it's not a good fit, then I cannot accept them. I don't care what they say. I don't care if they badmouth me you know, because I did not accept them. They can say what they want, but I know who I am. And I know if I don't you know if it's not a good fit, then it's not. Right. So just like in any any setting, you cannot please every patient. Tell me, Rochelle, have you have you pleased every single patient you've seen? <laughs> oh no, no. You, you can't please them all. Exactly. You will have those patients where no matter what you do, no matter how good you treat them, you're still the bad guy. Okay. Right? And that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing you can do with that. You just have to try your best to serve them and then, or maybe try another therapist to work with them. There's what you call individual differences, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right. I'm going to ask you a very, very important question that I'm pretty sure will help a lot of our colleagues listening to us right now. All right. What would you say to a colleague? either a PT, OT, or SLP, who's on the fence of starting a business, but they can't just seem to pull the trigger, Mm. okay? What advice would you tell them? Let's say someone comes to you, hey, Rochelle, I want to start my own, but I'm scared as heck to start my own business. I just just don't know if I can do this. What would you say to that person? Right. Well, I'd probably tell them, you know, what I told you earlier, you owe it to yourself to give it a shot, you know, so that you could build something for yourself um, and not just for your boss or your employer. And um, then I would also say it always boils down to like three things, right? Um, So one of the three questions is, you know, does this work? Obviously, we, we see it works. You know, we talked about the money in there. Uh, we, we talked about how you can make money, how you can make passive profit. Um, number two, is this real? Yes, it is very real. There is a very real need. So many therapists have lost their jobs. People are looking for extra ways to make money right now. And um, this is one of the great ways people are looking for, for side money. So, you know, right here. And the number three is, can I do this? And, uh, you know, absolutely, you can do it. Um, if I can do it, I'm... Um, um, you know, fairly young. I'm pre- pretty new as an OT, but I'm still learning every day. But as long as you have coaches and you have mentors and you have the course that there's everything in there, I think those are super important things. You can do it. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say. That's awesome. Thank you, Rochelle, for sharing your thoughts on that. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you have grown as a person from the time you started this business. And I know it's only been a year, but I'm pretty sure there are things you've learned as an entrepreneur about yourself, about handling other people, dealing with people, negotiations and all that. All these things that I just mentioned that will help you venture into another business just because you've learned how to start your own. Am I right? Oh, my goodness. Um, per, you know, personal growth is definitely the name of the game. I would say my, you know, my theme for 2020, I know it hasn't been very good for a lot of people. But for me, it's been a lot of personal growth and um, continuing to grow and be resilient. You know, don't make excuses no matter what. You know, you have control over your circumstances. Um and then um, I was I was reflecting, and I realized, Bert, that you know this course and and doing this this journey for me, it really revealed that I was you know deep down I'm really an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's that's my mindset now. I can't really think any other way. I'm probably unemployable because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> my mindset is yeah I'm just an entrepreneur um, mindset yeah. now. So it's definitely and you know you cannot. Um, it's priceless. You can't put a money tag on, on your mindset and the way you think. Um, I just wanted to add a quick note. It's, it's so perf- it's one, a really good quote that, that I heard recently. Um, you know, no matter, don't like, you know, you don't ever want to put a price tag on personal growth and, um, taking things to learn. And, um, this person said, don't ask how much it costs, ask how much it can make you. Right. And I think like that's a really um, good perspective on on this because I am making <laughs> pretty much more than I've, I've uh, um, initially invested in the course and, and everything getting started. But um, that's huge wow. for me, too. Wow. I'm having goosebumps for what you just said. <laughs> I, I mean, thank you for sharing that. Guys, if you're listening right now, that right there is a huge, huge Oh man, it, that's that's a huge impact as far as being an entrepreneur. Do not ask how much it costs. Ask how much it will make you, and I'll probably add to that. Ask what you will become after you go through it. One of my favorite quotes is from Jim Rohn. Mm. You want to be a millionaire. Not for the money it will make you or bring to you, but for the person you will become. Mm. Because in order for someone to be at that level, be a millionaire, although million is really not that much nowadays, but still it's a hard goal to achieve. You have to go through a lot of, you know, um, character building, a lot of, belief in yourself and removing the limiting beliefs that you know puts you in a $100,000 mindset to a million dollar mindset okay because guys whether you like it or not we we attract what we believe okay one good example is if you're fearful Okay, and you're scared of the dark and all that because you believe there's gonna be a monster that's gonna show up. You keep watching these horror stories, and then you're gonna be a fearful person. All right, but if you do, you're not into that stuff, then it doesn't really affect you, right? Now, money-wise, if you believe that the only amount of money you can make in a year is a hundred thousand, guess what? You will attract that. You will only make a hundred thousand. But if you change your mindset and you believe that you deserve to be a millionaire, guess what? Your mind is gonna start thinking, how am I gonna be a millionaire? Or not even being a millionaire, how can I achieve financial freedom? Okay. If you think about it, you don't need a million dollars to be financially free. Let me give you an exact example. If your monthly expenses, house, car, food, clothing, transportation, 
if all of those are costing you $3,000 a month, then your, your yearly cost is 36000 right? So the question now is, I need $3,000 a month in order for me not to be reliant on a job. The next question is, what can I do or what business can bring me $3,000 a month in profit so I can be financially free? That's all you need. Either a rental property that brings you $3,000 a month. If you have two properties with $1,500 a month rent, you're financially free. If you have a business like Rochelle, like what I have in home health contracting business, and that business brings you $3,000 a month or more, which is more than your monthly expenses, you're financially free. Does that make sense, Rochelle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You agree. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You were yeah, going to add something. I was going to say, you, you don't have to be a millionaire. I mean, just being able to have time in your day to wake up with time we ever want, you know, wake up, you want to go to the gym in the morning. Um, if you don't want to work during the holidays, you don't have to just having the, the choice that is so priceless. Um, and that's something that I, I, I never regret looking back, being able to have this now. Wow. I mean, owning your time, Rochelle, that's just crazy, isn't it? Mm. Doing what you want to do, you know, with your time. And, and to me, the definition of retirement is not stopping, you know, to work. That's not retirement to me because you can only go fishing so much. You can only play golf so much. You can only travel so much. Somehow... I believe the human body is designed to do something, right? Mm -hmm. We're designed to work. However, to me, retirement means working when you want to, not because you have to. Yes. And working with the people you want to work with and not working with the ones you hate and you despise every day because you just don't want to be around them, mm -hmm. right? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? If you're working in a sniff full of unethical issues, politics and all that. They ask you to do stuff you don't want to do. You just want to get out of there, right? But you can't when you're tied up to that job because now you're thinking, shoot, if I quit now, then how am I going to pay my bills, right? That's not a situation you want to be in. Now, if you're in that situation, I'm not condemning you. I'm not trying to tell you, you know, well, Sorry for you. You're in that. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm trying to, to do is to challenge you. Think of a way how to get out of there. Just like my example, what can you do to pay for your monthly bills where the money is coming from a profit? Leverage, right? You need that leverage to pay for those monthly bills so you can be financially free. And as for me and Rochelle, the medium we chose is home health contracting. If you ask me, hey, Bert, is home health contracting is still viable? Absolutely. We're busy as heck, all right? We're busy as heck. There's, there's surgeries happening in Texas right now. If you're in a state where, where surgeries are not happening because of COVID, I'm pretty sure at some point this state will open and these surgeons have to do their thing, all right? They have to do their knee replacement, hip replacement, and stuff like that. Okay, with or without COVID, I've been saying this, our patients need our help. Rehab is not going to go anywhere. Okay, you can't say, hey, because of COVID, we can't do physical therapy. Because of COVID, we can't do occupational therapy or speech therapy. No, they need us. There's PPEs. Okay, if you want to talk, talk to me more about, hey, Bert, what's going on in your business right now with this COVID thing? Reach out to me. Okay, um, Stacy will put in my number there. Guys, you can text me directly. My number is 972-649-9909. 972-649-9909. Or message me here at the AHC Alternative Healthcare Career Group, and I will definitely talk to you. Okay? So, Rochelle, lastly, 
I want to ask you this. What was the most challenging thing you faced as an entrepreneur and how did you overcome it? Mm-hmm. Most challenging thing as an entrepreneur. I think, um, ah, yes, I, I remember talking to you about this. I was having a lot of growing pains in the beginning with the amount of work. Because especially when you're starting your business, you're everything, right? You're the marketer, you're the scheduler, you're, you know, you do business on your own, you do all the payroll. So you wear many hats in the beginning. And then um, it's, it's being able, it's the uh, delayed gratification, right? You put a, you invest a lot of hours of work in the beginning, and then you might not see a paycheck until later. But when you do see the paycheck, you get the paycheck and then it flips. It's like a little bit of work, right? A big paycheck for a little bit of work. So I think it was the growing pains for me in the beginning. Um, I wasn't used to a lot of things. I remember like I would call you and I was like, am I doing this right? Is this really the way it's supposed to be? I was so overwhelmed. Um, but eventually, you know, when you stick through it, it it's, you, you get over it. And, and you, you it's it's just being accustomed to, to a different thing. So... That was the That's awesome for me, the transition. That's awesome. How did it feel? What was it like when you first got your, your first check for the business? Oh, uh, I think I framed it. <laughs> I was so proud of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was so proud of it. But um, it just feels so good to, to see how far I've come. Um, and, you know, even to just today, actually, it was a busy day because another agency referred me to a diff- another agency wow. or one of the workers. And so I signed wow. another contract today. Um, wow. But it's, wow. it's, it's so cool to see how far, how Did you say you just signed another contract today? I did. Yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> even looking, they just referred me. <laughs> that is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. You know, when it rains, it pours guys, yeah, Rochelle just signed another contract today. Another proof that this business works. Okay. And on that note, I'm actually going to be meeting with an agency tomorrow because someone reached out to me today, uh, one of my PTAs that um, used to work for me, told me about this new company coming in town, and they're looking for um, a company to work with, a contracting company. So I'm set up tomorrow. I'm going to talk to them, and hey, got to do business, right? (laughs) That's awesome. You know, I mean... If you put yourself in a position where you can do business with another company, guess what? You're you're in that position, okay? And I keep saying this. It's all about positioning. The reason we started our own company, the reason we started our own business, because you want to be in a position where you can do business with another business entity. You want to be in a position where you can hire staff working for you. You want to be in a position where you can accept referrals from the home health agency. And guess what? Once you are in that position, you're never going to get out because you're already in that position. Your company is set up and you only have to set it up once. And this is what I teach my mentees. I will teach you how to set it up from the ground up and you only have to set it up once. And then from there, it's all about scaling. Okay. From step one to step done. Am I right, Rochelle? Yep. Yep. All right. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Rochelle, for joining us tonight. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your willingness to share with us your story. Before we wrap this thing up, any parting words for our audience, for our colleagues listening tonight? Yeah, well, I I just wanted to thank you so much, Bert, for having me on the show. I'm very honored, very blessed to have um, come come across your course, and I'm glad that I did it. Um, and then just to everyone out there looking, I would, I would just say, remember, you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. Okay, you're in control of your circumstances. Just go for it. You know, uh, the worst is looking back and saying that you, you didn't take the chance. That's the worst regret, I think. So I would say just go for it and go for it 100%. Awesome. Thank you, Rochelle. Appreciate you. And we're going to talk again, I'm pretty sure. Good yeah. luck to everything and congratulations on your new contract. Great. Thank you so All much. Right. Bert. Thanks again. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight here at the Home Health Contract Show. I appreciate your time. I hope you learn a lot from this Home Health Contracting Show that we do every Monday at 8.30 Central, okay, 6.30 Pacific Time, and 9.30 Eastern Time.
If you have any questions, again, about home health contracting, whether you're a PTPTA, OTOTA, SLP, and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to start, come join me every Monday, 8.30. Reach out to me. Text me at 972-649-9909. Download the four videos that we give out for free at rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua. And you will see in those videos how this business works. Thank you again for joining us. Good night.